than contented knowing that the kid was right it was smart for him to have shahzad inside
in it was darkness utter then looked at shahzad overjoyed face the burden on his legs spiked when
Did you know? He looked at Shahzad. The last time they sent men down there to scrap up some elanium, they never returned. Why did the man never return? Greed, Gartan said. The folklore said they tried to crawl out every night, but none of them succeeded. Because greed? Yes, sometimes you have to let the sack on your back fall. I'm not backing out. Gardan slammed his hand on the dashboard, took off the ring, locked it inside the glove box and stepped out of the truck. He limped to the fence and stood there with his hand deep inside his pocket. He felt Shahzad walk behind him and watched him claw his hands onto the fence like a beast. Gardan tried to peek at the black center with his feet stretched. He was always wanted to know how deep it was. But from where he stood, it was difficult to see. He remembered singing a song as a kid. Ditch the glass, fill me the mine. Merrier a man, more than wine. He wished he had a lot of wine to numb the pain. 23 long and hard years had passed and he had just been stabbed for the first time. Maybe he bought the gun too early, he thought. Even wasted a lot of money on it. He hadn't used it even once. Shahzad was jerking the fence like a monkey in a cage. He was obviously bored. All he could make of a day was Gardan's paranoia. Why the old folks dreaded the meaningless bit so much was a tasteless mystery to him. Everyone feared death, he knew, but he did not understand this passion for outrunning it. When he found Gardan staring at him, he stopped shaking the cage. What a mess, Gardan thought to himself. Is he even 20? He couldn't imagine himself being so arrogant and intolerable when he was that young. Then again, no one bothered to remember things like that willingly. Shahzad's lack of focus and awareness and his aloofness to consequences was apparent. Gardan dreaded his future. But one thing he agreed to, things were not as bad then as they were now. Words were being hunted up and down like animals these days. Framed for crimes they did not commit, they were an instrument for misdeeds. He really was worried about their future. In a way, he was reluctant to let the boy go. Never in his life had he ever turned down any ward who had approached him. He had never wished to turn them to this kind of life, but what else did he have to offer? That's it, he thought. One last job and he would have enough to build as well as run the foster home that he had wanted all his life. Then they won't have to look around for jobs. He looked at his finger and realized the ring was locked in a truck. He turned around to return and Shahzad followed again like a puppy. They drove further around LNI until they arrived in Sector B. The truck stopped at a huge building that was flooding with people and security vans. Both of them watched it discreetly. We are going to rob this bank, Gardan said. He looked up at the sky. Was it clearer than most nights? He took a deep breath to try and shake off the quivers creeping onto him. His hands hastily dove into his pocket for a blue plastic bottle that he unmistakably knew was there and poured white pills inside his mouth. The pellets melted down his throat. It was a bad idea to take them on an empty stomach, but he was far, far away from anything. 
He looked around to dismiss the stampede of thoughts and began counting the dead trees by the fence. One, two, three. He had always been superiorly fascinated by the fence than he ever was by the hole itself. If the mine ever flooded, would the fence save them? It was a silly question, of course. His faith in a system that worked under calamitous pressure was almost religious. Everything that was Elenae was because of that hole and the elanium it had once produced. The elanium to enhance the strength of alloys to cure deadly disease and what not. So if it is decided to take in everything back someday, the fence too would just go inside it. Earlier that afternoon, Jung had been at a cinema where he had relaxed for quite a while. He had meandered through the food stalls, despite having no appetite before he found himself alone with the night. Now that he was jobless and sleepless, he knew it was going to be a long night. Hands in pocket, he cut past acid-smelling smith shops and crossed narrow lanes with houses covered under brew tarpaulins that protected them against the acidic showers. He kept dragging his feet and only stopped when he found himself standing too close to the fence. He had not wished to be there, never in many years. But there he was, fighting hard against the memories of a time when he was just another jobless ward. He glanced around before he jumped over the fence in an effortless leap and kept nearing the hole until its blinding darkness was at a spitting distance. He knew well that he was not alone there. The smell of EZD and junky blood in the air was as obvious as the cracked syringes under his shoes. It was just yesterday that he had caught a punk in here who turned out to be his nephew and not to mention a ward like him. He was not taken aback by the coincidence, rather his faith in the system had strengthened seeing its impartiality towards his elder brother or sister whom he had never met or whose name he had never heard of but who, he was sure, existed somewhere in outer Illinois and now finally felt the pain of being the other one. Soon, his stomach gurgled and he decided to set off to the bar he had been last to a decade ago, quietly hoping to sit, find still her there.